don't have one yet. Oh, but the million dollar where, idea is on the million? hold. <laughs> Where's the million dollars at, Bobby? <laughs> I'll give you three, three fifty. <laughs> Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm the dust underneath your keyboard keys that you can't get without popping them off. I want to oh. take them all off and clean it all, but then I am so scared that I don't know where all the buttons go by memory. I guess I could. Why is it? Yeah, I guess I could bring a, a picture beforehand, picture. right? Yeah. Or take a picture, I guess. Yeah. Or really, just, I'm just a slob, and then I made this up so that I don't ever have to clean it. Well, if you get a air, uh, a can of aerosol or something, you could blow that out pretty well underneath the keys. Not when it's fucking like solid old spaghetti. Yeah, just uh, buy a new keyboard, uh, <laughs> dude. That bloody keyboard, uh, dude. It's it's been solid this entire time. I've never had an issue with it. It's lasted a long time. Man. Yeah, bloody keyboards. Here's a little plug for them. Uh, we used to have a little agreement with them a long time ago. Light strike. Is that still a thing? It must be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, on the radar games that have come to our attention this week. So there's a game that I wanted to talk about. It is coming out in just a few days here. Maybe by the time this episode releases, it's called Dice Legacy. So this is a roguelike city builder. But here's the twist. You use dice almost like villagers. Uh, it's got a really interesting mechanic where you can place these dice in buildings or in areas of your city and you roll them. So there's an, a really random element to it. And then if you, so there's, there's a lot of like chance to it as well, which makes it kind of exciting, but you roll them and that determines what they'll do, I guess. And you can have your dice do everything that your citizens would normally do in a city builder game. You know how you usually have just peasants and you send them out some chop, uh, chop lumber, some mine gold, mm -hmm. this and that. So this takes that part away and instead puts in this dice system that looks really interesting. I watched a couple videos on it and I still didn't quite fully understand it, but I, I'm excited to see how this plays out. I like the idea of, of strategy, but also a lot of luck yeah. to make it exciting. Um, sometimes you can feel cheated when that happens though. You can also put the dice together to, uh, have them reproduce and make other dice. Um, but yeah, lots of interesting things happening here. So strange, man. Uh, until somebody actually gets their hands on this, it's really hard to say how this is going to be. Uh, I do want to comment on the actual world itself. It doesn't look like you're on a round planet. It's like one of these, uh, rim worlds or ring worlds where it's a big circle. Yeah, 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 it's a ring world. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking really cool. Yeah, it's, it's so funny looking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the graphics look fine to me. There, there is a um, uh, a demo out, I believe, that you can play. I don't know if it's on Steam, but I've heard there is a demo, a playable demo out there, so you could check it out. And I don't mm -hmm. know what the price is going to be, but it's coming out on the ninth of this month. Cool. Do you know if uh, this was part of the whole PAX thing? I don't Probably. think so. So I, I signed on to PAX this morning, uh, I mean to Steam this morning, I saw PAX at the very top. And so I saw, jumped on there, you know, we're all about the indie titles, and I started downloading demos and started playing them. So almost everything that I talked to, uh, I'm about to talk about, I actually played uh, today. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, well, there's, I think there's one missing. Um, so I played uh, Summoner's Fate which is a um 
it's a card based RPG, uh, real, really basic graphics, uh, but a lot of cool little mechanics. You play as a summoner, uh, so you can you're, you're adventuring through there and you're summoning little things, little creatures like squirrels and stuff, and then you could buff them. I'm sure they get bigger and meaner towards the end. Um, and there's some RNG in there too. I remember there's a there's a bear in a cage, and then if I if I let the bear out, I roll the die. One through ten, it attacks me. Um, uh, Eleven through nineteen, it uh, it just goes leaves me alone. And then twenty, I keep him as a as a pet. And uh, oh, wow. you, you can add more dice to give yourself advantage. And as you're playing, the dice just drop, right? So I was picking up dice. So I put three dice and I got the 20. And so I had this bear just mauling everything. So that's a lot of the RNG in the game. But the game was actually fun. It looks super simple, uh, but it plays out almost more as a uh, puzzle game in a way um, because of the way that the it's turn-based and you have to manage your positioning your spells and all that stuff it was fun um i will probably take another look at it once it has full release didn't blow my hair back but uh definitely good Uh, better than it looks it's better than it looks for sure yeah the graphics don't do much for this game i mean they're they're pretty simple but oh a couple things that i did like about this that that's outside of the game itself one the character is always looking up at you your character because it's so weird. I noticed that too. It's yeah. so weird. She's looking up to you for guidance because you're the guide. And in their little world, uh, the player is kind of like this demigod. And they have this whole like little story about who you are, who they are. And the beginning of time for them is like when the game started production and stuff. And <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, I thought it was really clever how they worked it in there. That is pretty. Yeah, that's actually pretty fucking funny, man. Yeah. Um, the demo is super short, but definitely worth playing. I would, uh, anybody listening, if any of it sounded kind of cool, um, definitely. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything and you're done in like 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nick. So for me, I saw a game and I'm like, what the fuck? Who names the game fist? And, uh, it looks really interesting. Um, First of all, it looks like a Mega Man clone, but it has nice graphics. And Fist is an acronym for Forge and Shadow Torch. And uh, you play as a, what looks to be like a hare, like as in like rabbit. And uh, you have a giant fist on your back. And you it's a side scroller, and you're constantly beating shit up. Um, there's a bunch of powers and abilities that you get from like uh, buying them or from bosses. And then there's like a combo system that involves like pounding people into the ground or shooting them in the air or bouncing them off of walls. And it looks really interesting. Yeah. Graphics look cool. Yeah. It's a little anime ish from what I've seen already. Like, uh, like the trailer, like the, you know how like they do like voiceovers for the trailer. There's always like this thing in anime where like people are really breathy as weird as it sounds (laughs) like, ah, Ooh, ah, like, and like, if like there's a scene in final fantasy after you defeat, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, after you defeat the first, like, boss, like, the spider tank or whatever, and, like, three different characters, like, breathe for a solid, like, nine seconds straight. Like, it's like, uh, uh, like, it's like, what the fuck? So, fist. Fisting is a, yeah. has a lot of breathing. 
A lot of breathing and fisting. So, yeah, it's called fist or You got to breathe, man. It's or a, forge it's a, and shadow torch. It's a lot to take in when you're fisting. Yeah, you got to take it slow. That. Yeah, take it slow. It's a um, I don't think it looks bad. Yeah, yeah I'm not seeing much. Depends on the price. If it's like 10, 10 bucks, I'll fucking play it. Yeah, it's a yeah. 2D side scroller. Hmm. Combos look good. Cool. All right. One other game I wanted to talk about, and I'm sorry for bringing this up Cookie Clicker. Oh, geez, yeah. Rick. <laughs> it's. This has been released on Steam recently. This is a game from 2013 that was, I feel like back then we were kind of going through this phase where people were making these really stupid games and it was kind of a meme to play them. And it was kind of also commenting on like, oh, some gamers will just play anything. You're literally just clicking on cookies. That's all you're doing. If you click on enough, then it gives you like, you know, 2x clicks or something similar to when we played core. Remember, I played all those ridiculous games, the one with blowing up the balloons. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, Thank you. But this has gotten a, a steam release. And, uh, I guess people are memeing it again because it's got overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive reviews. It's got achievements. It's got the whole shebang. Bro, so, tell me there's like fucking in-game purchases where you can buy like a different kind of cookie. Like, oh, this is Raisin Bran cookie. This is the one I've clicked a bajillion times. I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> Bro, you're not going to play this? This is, of course come not, on, dude. man. <laughs> I value my time. What am I, 15? I'm not going to play this shit. I've actually <laughs> I've played one of these. Uh, well... What is that uh, indie publisher that I always um, the Devolver Digital? They have one. Um, it has something. That, it's like a potato that you're clicking, and then eventually you go to space. I played it for like a full day. Yeah, that's the thing. You always play it, yeah. and you're like, I, "This is so stupid. I? Why am I playing it?" Yeah. And you know what's messed up is a couple of years ago, Steam actually had a version of this built into one of their summer or winter sales. They used to go really big on those. Now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, "Hey, here's a sale, yeah. uh, a few cosmetic stuff, whatever." But they used to go all out with some things, and they had this own custom-made game that was basically a clicker game, and I think it did Ooh. pretty well, actually. Yeah, that's fifty five thousand people playing this game today. Jesus Christ, dude! It's like so funny. It makes you it's the like the, if I, uh, I'm just a guy on a podcast. But if I was like a game dev, and I I, I poured my heart into this game, and I'm getting like two hundred people max uh, concurrent players, and then I see this, I I would lose my mind. I think I would lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Look at the third one. Click, 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 click. Click, 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 click. Ruining their mice with this game. Yeah. All right. So that's all I want to say about that. Don't play that game. Yeah, don't play that yeah, game. Don't, don't play that game. <laughs> uh, this game I did not play the demo for, but I am pretty excited about it. Um, out of everything that came out of packs that I saw, this means warp. Uh, I am pretty excited about. So what it looks like to me is a multiplayer FTL. Um, you know, you have that cross section cut of the top of your ship. You're looking down, you have uh, multiple players, um, you know, tending to different things about the ship and then you're in combat, um, with, uh, AI and, uh, I just, that right there is a fucking huge selling point for me. Uh, the, the graphics are a little bit cartoony, look really clean. I, I like the way they look. Um, yeah, I, I hope this uh, is everything that I think I hope I want it to be. So it looks like it's co-op. 
And yeah. it kind of yeah. looks like the the combat you have in FTL a little bit. Is that exact? I said all of those things. Oh. <laughs> he just said that. Sorry. I said I'm, it's a multiplayer FTL. Is what okay. I just said. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I was busy watching the video. Sorry. Uh, my attention is waning. It's, a, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it comes to you. Um, it, it's, I guess it's okay that your ship takes up 60% of the, uh, the screen because you know you had to run around and take care of different things it makes their ships look so weird and small um i don't know how much graph uh, how much uh, story there is here it's a roguelike um i think there's a great like game night game or just a couple buddies getting together and playing this sounds awesome randomized it yeah. looks pretty interesting to me yeah, yeah. it's um, good what, it's like if you get it? fucked up you'd be able to play even crazier shit january so it's a ways nice. off. Okay. Anything can happen between here and there. Yeah. Clever title, too. Yeah. So <clears throat> one of the games that I looked up, well, not looked up, but um, I found, it was just like in my YouTube recommended. Like, I don't watch game trailers all that often, um, but it was just like, check out this game. And I was like, oh, there's a dinosaur. And it's called Prehistoric Kingdom. Bobby just sat and- up. <laughs> He's, he's going to listen hey, to every no, word you say. No, I like dinosaur games, but I, I will be the first to say that like 80% of them are really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would oh, say yeah. 90, maybe. Um, so Prehistoric Kingdom is a Jurassic Park um, uh, clone-ish. Uh, from what their devs have said, they're trying to make it even more detailed than what Jurassic Park allows you to do. Um, they also want to be historically accurate with most of the dinosaurs. So, like, you're going to see some dinosaurs with feathers. You're going to see some with scales. Um, they promise that the game is bigger, uh, more involved. However, the game is not going to release until, like, 2022. Um, some of the tease things is, like, breeding and, like, phenotypes and genotypes and stuff like that as far as, like, how your dinosaurs look. But uh, it looks really cool. I don't know. Good luck beating... Uh Jurassic Park Evolution. They're on their second iteration. The first game was very good, according to a few people. Yeah. Well, Jurassic and, World Evolution. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution. But you know what, though? Like, I to- I totally had that same reaction. But then at the same time, my one minor complaint about Jurassic World Evolution was that it, was, it wasn't that complex. You got to a point mm. where, okay, I know how everything works. And you felt like you were just going through the motions. I think if they really do... If they pull this off and they have something a little more in depth and complex, it'll appeal to a lot of people. But it looks more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it just like like one thing that they they're talking about is like scientific accuracy. Yeah, and like it, that's like a a big thing for them. So I don't know. I'm I'm all for that. Like, Make I just want to see what the final product is in some reviews before I I slap. However much I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be twenty four ninety nine. Nick, have you played uh, Jurassic World Evolution? I have not, but I've heard plenty of things about it, and Leslie owns it, so um, I, I personally have not played it. Might be on Game Pass. Not sure. I think it um, is. I think yeah. you're right. Um, Gatewalkers. Uh, there's another demo that I played. Uh, speaking about yeah. realism, so this is an action RPG. Um, I don't know what to call this anymore. Like, I know they. It's easy to say Souls like because um, a little P 
pizza slice shows up right before they attack and you move out of the pizza slice and that you then you don't get hit you guys know what i'm talking about like mm-hmm. the cone um, here's the cone effect that he's about oh, to yeah, swipe yeah, yeah, yeah. i see what and you're so, saying yeah, yeah yeah and you usually have a dodge yeah that's a lot of times that's what souls like um, goes with but Means, what i yeah. haven't seen is that you attack in the same way and i thought that was pretty interesting um you have you know your blue pizza slice so you bring up this like reticle and then you attack and so you get out of their um, combat area and then you attack it's pretty cool um i i enjoyed that uh quite a bit but the game itself is this like action rpg um that's also a survival game in a way uh so it's like pretty it's going for realism right so you gotta eat you gotta drink you gotta um, harvest wood and all that stuff, but it it doesn't really feel like a grind because um, as you are on your mission to go do whatever, you're just picking up things on the way, and that seems to be enough. I know later in the game there will probably be times where I have to go search out for stuff, but um, the story is that you live on this um, planet that's dying, and in your last city, you find the portal. And the portal takes you to different worlds. And you go to those worlds and you harvest stuff. You bring it back. As bad guys, of course. And um, as you go there, there's also this like... I mean, it's very Stargate. I was playing with uh, Rusty Bagels today. We actually co-op throughout the whole thing. And, um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it feels a lot like Star Stargate. Because you have this like ancient tech. And then they're finding like super high level... Uh, robots and and tech but it's all ancient right and then of course there's robots protecting the stuff and so it's this mix of like really old prehistoric and then this other side where because the the planets are like that the where you come from is kind of like medieval and then the stuff that you're researching is like high tech and you have all that going on plus you have uh, you're unlocking recipes for your crafting. There's a lot of crafting uh, to unlock. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It has a lot going on for it. Um, the graphics are pretty good for for being an indie developer. I think this is the, like their second game after an oil drilling game. Um, so, and it's like 0.5 right now. So they have a long way to go. And it look, I mean, the to, just to have the multiplayer working at this point and we found each other easy. He had a couple loading issues, but once we got going, everything was working just fine. Um, I think it's a really promising game, actually. It, you know, the the thing about playing like a Diablo or something like that, it's just hack slash hack slash hack slash, yeah. and there's not a whole lot to break it up. And this game has a, it's that, but the combat's more entertaining. I found because. You know, you got the whole dodging uh, mechanic going on, and and you know you're trying to land blows and and not, not get hit as well instead of just left click or whatever, doing your uh, attack combo that you would in Diablo, and then um, and then you have the whole crafting aspect. Yeah, I mean, this is good. Like I said, has a, a lot of promise. I hope uh, they pull it off. All right. Yep. I feel like I feel like these games, like these Diablo clones, are like. Or anything similar to them, like I, this is those are like the one genre of games that I wait for like reviews. 
or if like a friend gets it, I'll be like, hey, man, what do you think about it? Just because there's so many of them. It's pretty much every game for me now. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Well, let's talk about the games that we have been playing here. Um, I've continued to play Stardew Valley, and I have kind of reached the end of the content, I believe. So the latest update was 1.5. That was the, uh, the last big update. And I talked last week about how I'd been exploring a lot of the new stuff they had in there. But what I hadn't really got into at that point was the new island, the tropical island that they mm. put in the 1.5 patch. Um, this is a really large area that you can build an entirely new farm on. There is a giant volcano that you can explore and that's where you do your fighting as well. And there's all sorts of new crops that you can grow that make lots more money. I have to redo my whole farm now. Excuse me. But yeah, it's just totally changed everything. Go into this new island and it's a lot of fun. But it got me thinking, like, I feel like I'm kind of saturating this game and this is probably going to be the last bit I play of it. There's really no beating Stardew Valley. Yeah, of course. There's no final boss. There's no end game. There's nothing like that. Yet people continue to play this game. There's lots of... uh, speed runners and and people just uh, making YouTube content for it, finding interesting and fun things to do in it. Um, They had that that $40,000 tournament recently. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, It just happened yesterday on the 4th. And it was $40,000 put up by the creator of the game. And it looked like they were grouping up in teams. So it's like groups of four and they had all these random things that they were supposed to do. I watched a little bit of it, a little bit of the replay and I don't know, it wasn't that interesting. Kind of hard to make an esport out of a uh, Stardew Valley, but it's yeah. cool that somebody's yeah. doing it. <laughs> uh, so you saved the town, you got That's rid right. of Walmart or whatever it was. Yeah. Jojo, Jojo Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still, are you still uh, handing out beer? Like it's fucking free. Like, <laughs> I haven't had as much time. Bribing children beer beer? Yet. Yeah. Beer and diamonds. They love those. Um, but yeah, I was working on that, but no, I've, I've fully converted. I got rid of all of my animals and I've fully converted to wine and I've been trying to find the fruit that makes the most money, but this tropical Island has pineapples and apparently that's the cash crop. So mm. I've been slowly mm. converting all my crops over to, uh, to pineapple and pumping out the wine. And um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with it. Like I can kind of see the end. I want to explore the volcano, but that's really about it. I know there's a lot of like weapons um, you can craft and there's enchantments you can do like some new stuff like that. But I don't know. Um, I I feel like I'm kind of getting to the point with this game where I'm like, all right. And I'm reaching the 200 hour mark on it as well. Almost 200 hours. Now, of course, that's not all in this one playthrough. I played this many times with other people, but yeah, but still the lion's share has been recently, right? No, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Bobby, are beasts of burden a thing? Like, do you have them plow plow your fields and stuff i have a horse which i just recently found by accident that you can put you can put a hat on your horse i did it by accident and i was like oh okay i guess you're wearing a hat now um welcome to the team you you have uh, cows chickens ducks and they lay eggs and you can milk them uh pigs that find truffles but um no you don't really have like uh well, real farms don't have that anymore. They have it's all mechanical. Yeah, right? but there's no mechanic. Yeah, there's no mechanical. Now you got to get out there with your your hoe and your shovel and do Damn, it yourself. Do it yourself. Yeah, you really got to work, man. This this yeah. is real shit. <laughs> this is real video game work. Um, 
Cool. Well, I'm glad you're like seeing the end. <laughs> There's light at the end of the tunnel. The end is near. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna cut next week. You're not gonna hear about this every week. It's not gonna be another magic <laughs> gathering. Yeah, right. You're gonna be like, I discovered sheep. I am now a sheep farmer. Behold my wine and sheep kingdom. Well, like I did a lot of variety at the beginning. Like I literally did every, oh, and another thing too. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but you can do fish ponds as well. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. Have the fish farm oh, is cool. But I've I've literally done like everything that the game has now. And I was looking at it, there's really no plans for a one point six up update they're still working on getting the 1.5 moved over to mobile right now mm. and it came out for pc almost a year ago nine months ago um a long time ago so it's not like there's a new chunk of content coming around the pike you yeah. know this is going to be it for a while it's time for part two anyway i mean stardew valley two. Yeah, stardew valley sure. two. <laughs> now that guy has so much money he's doing he's doing forty thousand dollar tournaments you could just hire a bunch of people to do most of the coding for him. Well, I think just... he already has done a lot of outsourcing, especially with the mobile stuff. But yeah, if you read that really popular book that always gets recommended, um, which one? Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Yeah. There's a whole chapter on um, Eric Barone, the creator of Stardew Valley. That's really interesting. That's so funny. Interesting. I was just going to bring up Guns, Germs, Germs, and Steel, which I think probably influenced that title. Uh, it's a good book, though, Bobby. You should pick it up. It's mm. about... Never mind. I feel like all the titles are blank, blank, <laughs> blank never colon, super long subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, the one game that I... It's funny because I played these demos longer than I played Shield Wall. But um, I'll talk about it a little bit. We've We've talked about how interesting of a game this looks and how we can't really put a finger on how this really plays out and after 45 minutes of getting slaughtered over and over and over and over i still don't know how to play it um you play as like a legionnaire like the commander and you you have a gold ticker that goes up and as you capture points you get more gold and you can just hire recruits uh, that's that's actually kind of cute they come around from like you never see them actually spawn. They always come around from something. So they're coming at you yeah. from all from all angles. And you played this, Nick? I've I've seen a lot of gameplay because I wanted to see how it's like. Yeah, and it, it is pretty cute. Yeah, but it's 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 a rough game. There's a big learning curve. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, uh, I, I was like easy or normal, <laughs> normal. Yeah, and I just got slaughtered for forty five minutes. Um. There's not a whole lot to it. Um, it's early in its development. Yeah, it's 0.07 right now. 0 0.7. Um, and it like everything that I played was in the video that you watch. What I'm missing is the ability to play it. It doesn't play like other games. Yeah, you control the commander like you do WASD. You move them around. But controlling your whole squad and doing the moves that you see in the videos does not come naturally. No, um, yeah, no, it's yeah. So, I don't know. Like, did you get to play as the, as the Romans or did you get to play as any of the other uh, factions? I think you only get to play as the Romans, at least at the beginning, because I'm doing the campaign. Um, oh, okay, I think okay, if okay. I, if I were to play just battle, I could probably play the different ones. Um, but yeah, I got to play this on easy and get my feet under me. Cause, uh, I mean, I, I wasn't getting basic things. Sometimes I can't hire guys. Don't know why. I just maxed out at two guys. 
And that happened like half of the games. And I, I don't know what I was doing wrong. I had plenty of money. Um, there's no cap. I mean, there, my cap was 25. I don't know what was going so on. Tutorial? There's no tutorial. You probably, there's right. probably like 50 guys in a fucking corner waiting to be told. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I was totally thinking <laughs> that they're stuck somewhere. But no, my money wasn't going down when I was pushing the higher button. So I, I don't know what was going on. Um, I was literally typing in how to play shield wall into YouTube when I noticed it was five o'clock. And so that's why I ran in here. So yeah, I need oh, to learn. Geez. Well, it is an early access, so they may not have added like the tutorial elements or some yeah. of the basic stuff yet. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking brutal game, man. It's, it's, it's a lot of dichotomy because you're playing these like little tiny yeah, Lego men. That's what they look they like. They look the like most. Legos, yeah. Yeah, little Lego men. They're really cute and kind of like plump. And then they're just slaughtering each other. Blood's flying. Yeah. And they say like the hilarious things. They're like, kill them all. Like they have really <laughs> bad voices. It's so funny. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine. Not a bad price for a game like this. I paid, uh, it was on sale last week. I paid eight fifty. Hmm. Yeah. Not, not, bad on. not on Game Pass. Not on Game Pass. That I know of. I should have checked. I broke my own rule. My Game Pass rule. So as far as what I've played, um, my friends were like, I got peer pressured into buying a game, and it's called Tribes of Midgard. And uh, I think this also may be the new Game Night game. The reason being is that you can play up to 10 players. And to describe the game, it's like Don't Starve Together mixed with um, like Diablo. So... Um, you are consistently defending a center point in a village as well as like venturing out of the village to get equipment and like mats. And you have vendors in the center of the village that you need to constantly upgrade. Um, Cause like you start off with like a Flint pickaxe and a Flint um, and a Flint uh, ax. Well, anyways, the, the game is can, like is all about surviving as long as you can. And so in the beginning, you kind of have no abilities. Um, every weapon type has its own abilities, along with like if a weapon type has a certain element, it has its own abilities. Um, what's nice about the game is that you can join at any point in any one session, and the game is essentially a roguelike um, because my none of my friends have ever gotten past uh night 11 or night 12 but apparently what people have been saying online like the game gets very very long and you pretty much have to have like a perfect run to get to a like past like a like rank 15 um but that doesn't now, really matter you, if you're just having fun every time exactly i kind of feel and like, like the, uh, risk of rain was like that if you if you have a killer run in risk of rain you play infinitely. You just you can go be there three hours. Like it would it would never end. And but it doesn't yeah. matter because you're having fucking blast. So I kind of feel like that's what this is. And so this game sells you like you're like oh what's the what's the point of playing if you, all your stuff goes away at the end right? Well, in the game you unlock more classes, you unlock more shit to play as. But like the other thing you unlock is like you unlock like these pre-made sets. Like nothing really gives you like too much of an advantage. It's not like hey, I'm lo- like I've beat I've you know gotten to like level seventeen or whatever, 
or gotten to like way farther than you have. And therefore I start the game and I'm way stronger than you. It's not like that at all. Um, there's more you options. Essentially get, huh? More options. Right. Exactly. But not only that, there's like a, there's these things called starter kits. And so like normally when you play the game, like the first thing you have to do is you have to gather flint and sticks so you can make a flint axe and a flint pickaxe. And then you begin to cultivate stone and you make a stone sword and then you like make armor. And like that process varies because of the starter kits. Like you'll get starter kits that like you already start with a pickaxe. However, you can gather this item faster or whatever. And so it's consistently changing on like how you play the game. Um, you get rewarded for playing other uh, other classes. You also get uh, there's it, there's there's a lot to do in the game. I should say like that, that that's that, that's point number one. Number two, like I said, it's ten players. The only thing that's kind of upsetting is like once you get past like round like night five because they're not it's day and night cycle. Once you get past night five. That is when you like nobody else should join because if if it's night three, right, and I join your game, Emilio, I start off with nothing, so I have to go get all that shit to be able to catch up to you guys. Now your your friends can drop you stuff as far as like materials and stuff, but it, like there you you play catch up in that in that game, like in that round. Yeah, and, and maybe like, like past five, like the hard the game gets harder the more people you add, right? Yes, and I think it goes every two people it gets harder. Oh, okay. because it, it wants you to play with a lot of friends. Because I can, uh, I can imagine like having some naked dude show up when you're at level ten and be yeah. you know make making gods come down because he's the he's the tenth guy and you're like what the fuck, dude? You're not you're not really pulling your weight around here. Yeah, and every three, every three, oh, there's like a building aspect to the game. So like, you can go down ledges, but you can't go up them unless you get material to build. And building material allows you to go up ledges where like more, more um, valuable things are located. Um, and so like, at one point you had to start gathering silver, but silver only spawns above floor number one. So. You just, you know, you build shit to get up there. Um, eventually, it gets to the point where you're teleporting so far from the uh, the center town that you no longer can see it on the map. And you're trying to complete these quests and you're trying to complete these dungeons before it hits nighttime. And once it hits nighttime, you have to return back to town and defend the, the, the town. Now, what's nice is that you can upgrade the vendors, and so not only do they sell better shit, but they become stronger and they fight for you. It sounds like so an action Valheim. It, it, it's it, that's pretty much what it is. It's way more action, way more uh, like skill based. The only thing that I will say is like there's a tiny bit of net coding problems. There's a couple times where like I clearly block or and like that's what yeah, I block the air. <laughs> yeah, sure, buddy, me. sure. <laughs> and and it like didn't even hit me it hit the person behind me and we were just like what the fuck um but it's it's a great it, it's a great game i only get to play like an hour of it i'm gonna play more of it after the podcast with my friends and uh because i don't work tomorrow so this sounds dope dude i like yeah everything it's, it's only 20 bucks this guy, uh, it's I, all, I've been looking at this one recently because it's been really popular but then i've also heard a lot of really negative reviews about it and I think what have you heard bad about it? And I can tell you if it exists or not. 
Okay. Well, I haven't looked into it. That's the thing. Okay. I, I don't know what the uh, negative ones are, but it's sitting at a 75 on Metacritic. I'm not sure what the Steam reviews are. It looks like it's mostly positive. Yeah, because after an hour of playing, Nick, you're basically a scholar, right? 76 yeah, on no. Steam. Um, so I, I, I pretty much interviewed one of my friends because he in the past week, he has 19 hours in the game, mm-hmm. and he just bought it on Monday. So he's pretty much addicted to it. Um. If you ever but, want yeah, to have he, one of those guys come on, dude, I'm sure they speak better than you, so we could have them come on and do an interview <laughs> real quick. I mean, I can ask them. Yeah, they probably will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's. I would love to see it like a DLG game night in this, possibly, maybe. Yeah, ten players. I mean, it, yeah, it definitely worked for Valheim. It, fucking our uh, our Discord was alight with the magic of Valheim for a little while. Yeah, they were. I still, all I still dream in. about it. I love, I have Valheim dreams, dude, where I'm, you know, in Viking land, having a good time with my buds. Well, what happened to that game? Did did they just not update it or people lost interest? Uh, uh, Update for Valheim just got released, actually, but it's like Hearth and Home. So it's uh, only recipes and uh, like stuff to make your house beautiful. There's some new stuff you can adventure on but mostly it's for like crafting well i'm not huge on see gathering resources for crafting is i hate it but like you being under a time limit on a day night cycle makes it exciting like you got to get out there you got to get the shit you got to get home i like it fenrir that's from uh oh yeah it's all it's obviously nordic themed so like you're in jodenheim and there's fenrir and there's giants and all this other shit Mm -hmm. so if you like that aspect or that uh, that kind of art art or mythos, that is the game for you, man. Maybe oh. that's the new business strategy is to make a 10-player co-op game. So yeah, your one annoying sell friend sells 10 copies to, you, to his yeah. other friends. No, dude. <laughs> they, they, okay, so they put that in there. Oh, yeah, 10 people? Cool. Guess what? Nowhere near that clicky cookie game. <laughs> yeah, still not a new yeah, player. Not. And that game's clicker. five bucks for the cookie clicker. Jeez. Oof. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're going to talk about our game of the weeks, Psychonauts 2. Our game of the yeah. weeks. I kind of like the, I like that title, the game of the weeks, because it's a couple weeks before we, most of them, uh, we can get around to playing enough to talk about it. Um, yeah, I actually played it for, I don't know, I must be on my fifth hour now uh what about you guys how long did you play it i'd say about that yeah um i'm at three and a half hours yeah um i'm having a fantastic time with this i i flirt with the idea of actually beating this game i want to keep going i'm really enjoying it it's it's everything that the first game it's like everything you want out of it's a proper sequel it's a proper sequel yeah. yeah it it's it's got Dude, that I love how, this game had me actually like, legitimately laughing. Just like the small amounts of jokes and shit that the and, game says, and not just so that, good. dude. Like, there's jokes in there for jokes' sake. Like, there are things that you have to go and you search out, and like I'm talking about, like when you're using the clairvoyance, the majority of the clairvoyance uh, abilities are just like little jokes to make you laugh. Like, it it it's. There's a lot of he- things in this game just for your enjoyment and not mechanics for advancing your character, which is nice. Like, that doesn't happen in games very m- much anymore. 
clairvoyance. I I hated the concept of the ability. I'm like, oh, this is fucking useless. Let's right? talk There's about no it real quick. Using this. But just even like looking at people, just to look at yourself and see how they see you, is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Well, clairvoyance is when you take control of someone else's mind and you see through their eyes. A lot of games have that mechanic. But yeah, when you see yourself through their eyes, you're usually some sort of cardboard cutout, or I think the rat sees you as like a big rat that looks all front wearing a costume. Yeah, uh, it's very comical. It, yeah, and then you could see how other people see each other. So. Uh, there was this one where a girl was looking at the guy and she, she's clearly in love with him. There's hearts floating around them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you check on him and he's just thinking about bacon. Like he can't even, yeah. <laughs> he, can't, guy, oh man. he can't even I see her. He can't see her through the cloud of bacon that's going around in his mind. It's pretty great. Um, Really, I, let's talk about what it is. Let's break it all down. Um, this is an action-adventure game, uh, 3D platformer, uh, where you play from the third-person perspective. Uh, you play as a psychic that, in the first game, I believe you were at the camp for psychics, mm-hmm. kind of like a summer camp. Yes, yeah. And, of course, you know, something goes bad, a la fucking Harry Potter. And then, um, although pre-Harry Potter, if I'm right, 15 years ago? Right around yeah, in the middle there. of Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter's pretty long. Um, and then, uh, so this is the sequel where you have kind of graduated to the big leagues, uh, but they put you in the intern program where you're with, with a bunch of other like young kids um, trying to become an actual agent. Yeah. And they're fucking pricks. They're, um, you're always trying to prove yourself to everybody basically. But, what keeps this game, what made the magic the first time, and I, I mean, I've said it so many times on this podcast, the level design is based on the personality of the person you're invading, and so it leads to a ton of um, just cool-looking things that that go along. It, it all makes sense, but you wouldn't see them in other games. So, like, the first game, the first level that you're in is uh, you're in a dentist's mind, an evil dentist. Yes. So, there, you know, a lot of teeth, gums, all that stuff. It's, it's gross. Dude, it's so fucking gross. Yeah, it's really gross. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Um, so that, that's what it is. And you have a lot of uh, abilities. You have, like, pyrokinesis, telekinesis, all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, but I've talked enough. Uh, I I really like it. I love it. Actually, did you? This is this is one way I found like a measure of like how much do you like games like this? Were you consistently looking for collectibles as you played? I'm just looking for stuff, dude. And not uh, talking to about what I was saying earlier. I don't even care if if it's a collectible or something that's uh, for the game per se. Like I keep finding things that are just for my enjoyment, like little things written on the wall that are just kind of funny. And that, that really speaks to the passion that the people that made these worlds um, put in. Oh they, yeah. No, like, have I, a lot I, of, I, oh, go ahead. Nick. What about you, Bobby? Well, they have a lot of uh, hidden uh, items that you have to go and search out. And a lot of games do that. So it forces you to explore the map and actually get use out of the terrain. And it's not just cosmetic stuffs in the, in this game though. So they'll have a uh, lot or emotional baggage, which is a, a crying <laughs> suitcase or something and you'll hear it crying. So, you know, it's there, but you have to find the tag for it and then, then bring 
bring the tag to the suitcase. Yeah. Um, and then that will actually, I, I can't remember what that does, but that actually upgrades your character in some way. So there's a lot of things like that. And I go back and forth on this with games. I mean, it's nice that they put stuff in there, but then every now and then I just like to play, play a game where I don't have to worry about, uh, about checking every corner, like going into the map and just checking every little wall for details for something that's hidden because that can get really exhausting. And I'll I'll put it two ways. Uh, I just talked about how I like searching every nook and cranny in this game. But then I have had full reviews where I'm like, there's no hidden shit. There's no pickups in this whole game. And I love it. I just ran through the game. And I've definitely had those reviews too. So it depends on the game. It depends how it's done. Yeah, Uh, I think this game pulls it off pretty well. Oh, One thing I don't like is, or I'm getting used to, is there's things that you just clearly can't get. You can see them, but you can't get. A A la Zelda. And I'll, I will spend too much time trying to get it and then let her figure out that I get an ability that lets me get up there or through that or whatever yeah. it is. So, let me guess the first time that happened to you, the, the uh, white floating circles. Oh, no. It was the poster. There was a poster. Oh. You have to burn down, but you don't have pyrokinesis at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, Dude, yeah I, no, no. Mine was, mine was the, the um, there's like these little like floating circles that if called, you were to uh, look at any other games. Random that thoughts. it would it like they would symbolize confusion, but yeah, you eventually unlock an ability to to be able to use those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so another thing, I like this game too. I think it's a great game, but I, I did have a few things that I didn't really enjoy about it, and this might be just my own personal thing. I, I think watching a lot of Pixar movies has ruined the humor because I played the first Psychonauts and I thought, oh, how inventive! You go inside someone's mind; they've got all these cool manifestations of these abstract and vague terms, right? Mm -hmm. And they do the same thing in this game, the exact same thing, but this time around, I'm kind of sick of it. It's like, okay, it's doubt. Doubt's this gray blob and it drags you down. So the enemies called doubt actually slow you down or they're that goo. And then there's the, um, the sensors that stamp you out and they want to ban you. And I'm just like, all right, I get it. It's like a Pixar movie. You're explaining emotions to kids. Like this is inside out. Okay. We've been through this probably a 50 times in the last 15 years. So it didn't quite work as well on me this time around, but I mean, I, I still think it's a great game. The, um, the gameplay like actually picks up pretty well. I was worried it was just going to be like a walkthrough basically, but there's actually, you know, a good amount of combat and a lot of different things, you know, uh, you can double jump or do the, the hop back and forth off the walls. Like it's a pretty good platformer in itself. And it's a, yeah, um, every piece of this is done well. There's not, there's nothing that where you're like, oh, this is a glaring problem with this game. Um, yeah. Uh, when you, there was one fight when I had all three th- enemies coming at me at once. I had the uh, emotion, no, the, uh, I had doubt. I had the, you just said the, the sensors. And then I had the. Fairy tooth fairies are they tooth fairies? No, the little Dude, the, uh, the ones that weigh you down with the with the weight, the little mosquito with the weight. Yeah, those. I can't oh remember. yes, 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 yes. What are they called? I can't remember, but it's, again, it's some sort of emotion, but it's yeah. a, a physical representation of it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I was fighting all three at once, and uh, <laughs> right after I finished the fight, I was like, "Ooh, that was a little Doom esque," because each one of the enemies is. Um, 
kind of uh, susceptible to one of your abilities. So you gotta yes. you gotta keep moving while your cooldowns are going off, and you gotta keep you know uh, hitting the right ones yeah. with the right things. And I thought that was cool. And I you feel know? like Z is kind of a weird key for the lock on ability, although I hardly ever use that. I games. never used it. Yeah, I never used it. Yeah. yeah, and just a, kind of a general complaint about games in general. Um, Take this, Psychonauts. <laughs> what applies to Psychonauts, too? Uh, I feel like cutscenes are always too long. I hate when I load up a game and I sit through four minutes of cutscenes. I I, but that's just me. I would, I, I'm with you if they're not done so if well. If they're not funny. Yeah, or like they're I, not I feel like these are done so well. I wouldn't sit through any story, but I'm, I'm digging the story. I'm digging everything about this game. Uh, so many puns. Who's your favorite Psychonaut? Um, uh, I kind of like Misha. I like his uh, the way he carries himself. Misha, okay. The Sar- the Sarge is really funny to me, um, <laughs> only because just the way he like talks to everybody yeah. and talks about everything. But when he's actually like challenged, he just like runs away. Like in the <laughs> first fucking level, he's like, "Oh, why don't you take care of this?" And then he like runs away. Yeah, it's, it's funny as shit to me. Yeah, it's funny. You, uh, these are all the same characters from the first game. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, for me, um, strong recommendation, especially on Game Pass. This is a $60 game, straight up. Like, I I would not complain for a second if somebody, you know, told me this was $60. It's a total runtime on this game. I wonder how long it is. I'm not sure. No clue. Uh, but look at the reviews. Listen to us. It's a it's a great platformer. And PC does not have a lot. We don't have Ratchet and Clank. We don't have no. Know, we, yeah, we don't have anything like this. We don't have Super Mario Brother uh, or Super Mario World or any of that stuff. So this is where you're going to get it, and this is the one to play. All right. So about 13 hours for the main story, 18 and a half for main and extras. Yeah, seems about right. It's a recommendation for me. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, so far, 4.5 out of of 5 recommendation for me. So 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10, yeah. Okay, 18 out of 20. Got it. Math. (laughs) Is that where you're landing, Bob? It's all all right. I don't think I'm as taken with it as you guys. Like, when I, I I feel like I do kind of want to keep playing a little bit more, but I really don't know if I will. Mm. We'll see. So cynical, Bobby. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Why do you hate happiness? These these aren't my types of games, though. You know, the action platformers, I never play these games. Uh, character design, too, real, just real quick. Everybody's so weird looking. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. So strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, so just many regular weird-shaped humans. heads, so many weird-shaped bodies and yeah. noses and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Go play this. Don't even listen to our next episode. This is a good game. <laughs> No, no, no. Listen to our episode. We need yeah, to, wait two we need weeks and then listen to both of them. All right. There All you right. go. All right. So, Nick, um, uh, I hear you've got a quiz for us after our, our quiz show last week, our two quiz shows last week. You, It's now your turn to host. Oh, God. I mean, I only have one for one of you. Oh, okay. And uh, it's Emilio. Really quickly, uh, um, Py- Pyronical is asking if Psychonauts worth worth playing first. I mean, it's 99 cents, but it's very dated. Uh, yeah, it's cool. a, it's a it's, it's quite a long game like, would, to be able to just catch up on the story while the first cutscene catches you up on the story. Yeah, there's a there's like a five minute cutscene that cuts you up with everything, so you don't even need it. Yeah, I would definitely I would definitely just play Psychonauts too. Yeah. Um, another thing about Psychonauts too that's nice is that 
most of the abilities that you take you take hours to get um in the first game you get immediately like yeah, you yeah. like the ball running the 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 floating the all the other kinds of attacks like you get them immediately and then there's still more shit to learn beyond beyond in the game yep so yeah fuck games that start you off at zero on part two yeah no that's oh you know my character bonked his head and he forgot yeah. how to shoot a gun he was struck that's by awesome. lightning it's like amnesia yeah. and soap operas um so uh, i don't think this is not a versus quiz you're just quizzing amelia right Yes, I am quizzing Amelia. But when Amelia uh, gets this is, it wrong, it's a Binding of Isaac quiz because he chose two things that we love a lot. You know, Bobby loves Star Wars um, probably more than Sniper. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then and then Amelia loves Binding of Isaac, and I love Warhammer. So we decided to, or Amelia decided to quiz me and Bobby on this, or on on those two things that we love. So I'm going to quiz Amelia on a, on these things from. From the uh, from the game, so the first one's going to be a gimme, like you did the le- for for both of us, the, right? The downside of this right now is I I'm not actively playing uh, Binding of Isaac, and it's been a little bit. Although I help Sam while she plays, so ho- hopefully that helps me. All right, let's go. Okay, so I'm going to describe an item. All right, oh, shit, it's the reverse. Okay, Isaac tears are replaced with a charged blood laser beam. The beam oh, is piercing brimstone. and spectral, dealing damage to all enemies, ignoring all obstacles in its path. Brimstone. Okay, that that was a gimme, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's your one out of five. This item spawns a familiar, which follows Isaac's and picks up any nearby coins. This character Bumbo. changes level based on the amount of coins it has collected. Bumbo. Correct. What item allows you to uh, your tier delay to go below the in-game built limit of two? Um, I don't know how to spell it, but it's like uh, it gives you giant one giant tier. It's a pike, psycho, pycro. So you actually, you are. I will give you a hint. You are saying the opposite. So the you got to remember the the your tier delay. Oh, when it's lower, it's faster. Oh, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's probably soy milk. Soy milk. That is yeah, correct. Yeah. So. There's only two ways to get your uh, your tier delay below two. One is getting soy milk. The other is getting mom's. Uh, oh, do you, do you know this? Do you know how to get your your tier delay below two with normal tiers besides soy milk? No. So you need to get mom's coin purse, the thing that lets you uh, generate usable items. Yeah. What no, generates trinkets and doubles the effect of trinkets, and then you need to get the Can't trinket that. Gives you negative two, yeah, uh, tear delay, and you can get it down to one, so double. you can shoot brimstone instantaneously. Double cancer, yeah, double. Yeah. Um, this is a, a lore game. Who is Guppy in and out of the game? Guppy is um, uh, Isaac's dead cat, and mm-hmm. probably Edmund's uh, either dead cat, childhood cat, or living cat. I don't know. Recently deceased cat, can you guess its age? Its age. Uh, I'm going to say 17. Um, a little above. The answer is 12. Oh, all right. And this this is the this is the big brain challenge. Uh, That's question. not an X, dude. I got 90% of that. No, no I, get I would the... give it to him. I'd give him like a, a <laughs> check mark with the tiny X next to it. Fucking tough crowd over here, dude. I get 90% of the what? All right. The cat's age is what I got wrong. Yeah, it was the bonus part of the question anyways. So this last one is I'm going to describe an item, like the first question, and you're going to have to tell me what it is, all right? All right. 
What item is acquired by defeating the first four boss in under a minute, navigating back to the starting room and bombing the, 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 the floor you start on, and eventually is combined with another item to unlock the forgotten? Um, the uh, Is it the piece of paper? Some... No, I will say the hint I will give you is that it involves dirt. Uh, the shovel? I don't know. So the answer is broken shovel. Broken shovel. So what it is is you get the broken shovel from the first boss, which allows mom to chase you while you're playing, and then eventually you get the shovel head and you create mom's shovel. And then at the end of the game, when you get to Mega Satan or like any of those like those bosses later on in the game, you get to those uh, the gates. You have to find like the disturbed earth and then dig it up, and then you get the forgotten. But you did really good. You got four out of five. Yeah, thanks, man. Not according to Chris. Uh, this entertained well, the just... whole three people out there. <laughs> Chris is uh, Chris is just mad. He doesn't yeah, I didn't, like I didn't Star get Wars. any of that. Yeah. But no, um, no, like it. I, I'm dying to play uh, Binding of Isaac. Uh, what is it called? Repentance. Repentance, and it was supposed to come out this month for PS5, and now they're talking about delaying it. So Leslie's going to kill somebody because <laughs> um, she loves the game as well. You know but, what this uh, yeah, reminds no, me of? You, a long time ago, maybe like 20 years ago, there was a show on Comedy Central called Beat the Nerds. I don't know if you remember uh, that. Yeah, kind of. So they they would have these nerds come on, and they would be a South Park nerd or a right. Simpsons nerd or like a Harry Potter nerd, and they would be experts in a certain category. And then contestants would come on, and then they would quiz against them and try to beat the nerds. And I remember watching uh, a good amount of it back in the day. But recently, I, I started looking it up again because I remembered the show. And, oh, man, yeah, not as good as I remember. <laughs> a lot of that old Comedy Central <laughs> stuff does not age well. But <laughs> no. if, if this was still around, then you could be the Binding of Isaac nerd. I'm just saying you could wear your little right. robe and be up there. and yeah, Not with a four out of five. Not, <laughs> not with a four out of five. <laughs> Although that was a deep, that was a pretty deep cut. Yeah, uh, that's no, man, you, you, it, like that's content that you lock, unlock, you use once to unlock the lost, and then that's it. I don't think you ever. Yeah, you never, before. you never use it again because it has no real use. Yeah, except for that yeah. one thing you do for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're yeah. talking about a game that has six hundred four hundred and fifty items. Yeah, but including trinkets and all that, it's got to be over uh, six hundred. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. What's your favorite item? Um, the Super Mario Mushroom is pretty great. Mega Mushroom? I just, I just like when I see it. You know, you're like, oh shit, the mushroom. And I like it because it can pop out of any mushroom in the game uh, if you blow yep. them up, you know? And it's it just one in a million, it happens, and you're like, oh, this is one of the strongest things in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, mine is a small rock. Same, yeah. same concept. Same thing. Like, you can just find it in any fucking rock, yeah. in any rock. Yep. And you can you could just get a super a super strong item. Yep. That's why Sam okay, I don't I wanna to get too much into it. But she goes around the entire level and blows everything up and looks at under every carpet. And so uh, playing the game for her takes like an hour and a half, two hours. And then for me it's like under twenty minutes. Do you wanna hear I, Leslie's thing? I don't know if anybody cares. I mean, even about like Sam's thing too. But yeah, go Dude. ahead. She hates when I use pills. Oh, really? Dude, she's like, why even bother, Nicholas? 
Why? <laughs> it can be a, it's it's gonna be bad every time, Nicholas. Just like holy shit. She's like, don't don't even use them. Don't even. I don't care if you have PhD. Don't even use them. Wow. I was just like, all right. That yeah, pills is like forty five percent chance of success. I would say. Yeah, it, it is but not. I, a good I use time. them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Using those pills all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the quiz. We were we're gonna try to. If you got any kind of suggested bit that you want us to do on the show, please let us know. Specifically, also, ones that don't alienate ninety percent of our written listenership would be great. Yeah, that's that's probably a good point. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Burn Division, by the way, for doing uh, RNG with DLG on um, on Friday. I appreciate you. Um, for those who don't know, that is a segment that we're currently working on. We don't know if we're going to be um, continuing it. The feedback so far is pretty good. Um, there are some minor tweaks that we need to do here and there. Um, I'm going to try to get either Bobby or Emilio to do the next interview. I don't mind doing them, but I feel like people get tired of me talking and tired of the, seeing the same shit. Um but yeah, no, it's essentially we're interviewing uh, community members. Uh, I believe the next game is, I mean, the next uh, community member is Warconius. So uh, hopefully that'll be next week. If Bobby or Emilio can't do it, unfortunately, you guys will have to deal with me again. And uh, keep sending me in your feedback. I really appreciate you guys DMing me in um, in Discord, suggesting things, suggesting changes, suggesting guests. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And also hopping in while it's live. Um, the only way to watch it right now is VODs on the Twitch channel. But we are, we, if, if, the, if the segment gets approved the whole time, we will start to upload it on YouTube. And so, yeah, we have a YouTube channel and, a, and an iTunes channel. And uh, Chris is going to go ahead and promote that for us. Oh, that was great. Great. So, yeah, we do have a YouTube channel. Can watch. Everything live. You can see Emilio sweat during uh, quizzes. And you can leave comments like this. Uh, I started listening to your podcast a few days ago. Then I wanted to see if you have any type of YouTube channel or something. Apparently, you do. Okay? Nice. And you can also leave us reviews on iTunes. Oh, jeez. This is a one-star review by Chosen Toaster. It says, Stop with the magic. Was good. Now it just seems like every show has a twenty-minute ad for Magic: The Gathering built in. So uh, don't be a f- don't keep your hate to yourself. Share it. <laughs> share uh, share all your opinions of the show, good, uh, bad, well. and bad. Yeah. Well, I think we know who to blame for that. I don't want to point Emilio. We here, blame hundred percent. You mean the we? <laughs> you mean the magic that flows through this podcast? That's kept us going for eight years. Is that the what we're talking of about? Love and care. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I am responsible. God damn it. <laughs> oh boy. But no. Um, you see, yeah, when I was you. addicted to Heroes of the Storm, at least I had the decency not to bring it up every single week. I'm just saying. I mean, that. You're getting pretty, um, pretty close with Stardew Valley. Guess maybe, who brought it up this week? Maybe every other week. Shitnobber2000 or whoever fucking left this review. <laughs> you brought it up this week. We hadn't talked about it. But now that we're here. Yeah, I'm having a great time with it still. Thanks. <laughs> uh, no, no comment. I like our fans. Bobby, you want some tequila? No, I'm okay. good. <laughs> what has that worked in the last 12 years, Emilio? Dude, one day he's he's just going to like... <laughs> one, one day he's just going to contemplate his whole fucking existence. You know, He's going to be like, you know what? Just give me it. And then just pound that shit to the ground, dude. No, I, I was 
counting on that he's just going to forget that he was dry. You know, he's that oh. it's just going to be like the old days and he's going to, oh, yeah, a drink. Yeah, sure. And he'll take it. The, uh, the downside is going to happen. Yeah, the downside is my mental lapse will happen way before <laughs> his and I'll forget about my crusade. Your, your fucking dementia will kick me back. Who are you again? Yeah. What are you doing here, stranger? All right. We've got some listener questions. And first one comes from Hogglefosh. What happened to Star Wars Galaxies? playthrough was there a final conclusion so maybe we should turn this over to christian here what did happen to star wars galaxies good thing he's here today he's been vacationing fucking jet setting around the world yeah hardly even knocking i'm pretty i'm almost too popular to be here but i do schedule (laughs) sometime and on on sundays to record don't forget Uh, the little people christian don't forget the little people got you where you are (laughs) don't forget the people Uh, that love you okay that's obviously a joke. Okay, so the Star Wars Galaxy playthrough, uh, it went good. My tailor shop is still active. Um, I pretty much just log on to stock it up and to say hi to people. And I feel like that's why I like the game, because you can, you can play like that, or you can go after the top mobs and you know top loot and stuff like that. Um, they are updating it with Mustafar pretty soon around the corner. Um, that's a high-level planet where you take like groups of 10. Um, yeah, but catch me at my tailor shop if you're in game. Do what, does it have a name? Uh, yeah, it's called F and Threads. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Um, yes. What do you provide? Like, uh, why would I go to your shop as opposed to somebody else's? Um, I focus on, like, everyone in the game likes black and white colors. And I focus <laughs> on, like, bright, neon, loud. I got loud shoes. I got loud vests. Um yeah, come here if you have a sense of fashion and you don't want to be fucking lame, basically. and threads. Nice. If you want to dress like a 1990s paper cup. Now, Chris. Uh, Bobby, what was the main reason you never went back? Mm, I just played a lot of it, and I don't know. I, I'm still sitting outside of Jabba's Palace waiting to do that part, and I don't know. I just kind of played through it and enjoyed it and didn't really continue. It kind of got to the point where I think I was I really needed to group up with people to go through that part. And, um, yeah, just didn't coordinate. Yeah. I kind of see, like, I see you looking at Jabba's palace and then looking to the right and seeing eight bit wine making and be like, that, that's where I need to go. That, that, that's no, forget this action adventure throughout the stars. All right. What's next? All right. Next, we have a question from Zap. If DLGCon was like E3 or PAX, what three developers or publishers would you invite to present, and what games would you want them to announce? We've had hey, uh, Christian. Can we actually start logging the really good questions? I feel like this one we yeah, had we this one to, last week. Yeah. Uh, we had a really good one, and then JP Diddy the week before. That's like three in a row. I feel like you don't know it's a good question until you hear the response, though. Well, that's up to us, you know, yeah, to fuck but... it up. Um, Devolver, let's each pick, pick one. Devolver Digital for me. I know they're a publisher, but they're batting like 900 with me, 950. It's it's incredible how uh, how much I'm in line with what they like. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. All right. How about you, Nick? I'm going to go Hideo Kojima. I've always wanted to meet him. I've always wanted to talk to him. And it'd be fun to talk to somebody through uh, translator. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, how about Blizzard? Whole whole Cosby suite just shows. Up. <laughs> how about that? 
<laughs> yeah, we just call Chad, man. Um, we can only we only have rooms for like five people, guys. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now, nah, Kojima uh, can stay at my house. I got to make sure. I feel like things would get interesting if we did that. But I, I don't know, developer or publisher. Um, there's a few publishers that are developers that I have always been really interested in. Um, uh, Ace Team in south america or brazil brazil, right? brazil. yeah yeah um, i interviewed brazil. carlos from uh that team it's three brothers that work on games and they made a variety of types of games and their most recent one i think just came out or is coming out on uh, the epic game store they made the rock of ages games that's their big one that everyone knows them from but I, I've always been fascinated with their games, and that was my favorite interview to do. I don't know how uh, how it would be meeting people in person, though, so I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of which, Just where? Real, real quick, ahead. real quick. Just because I know they listened to the show ever since Bobby interviewed them. Um, they're Chil- Chilean. Chilean. Oh, Chilean. That's right. Wow, Bobby. Okay. You're just the worst fucking human No, it's my fault. Away. I always think they're Brazilian. That's not his fault. Oh. I always say Brazil. Anyway, Chilean's way cooler. Yeah, Chile. Man, I'd rather go to Chile than Brazil. Yep. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, work your producer magic and get us some interviews with some devs, man. It's it's funny. It used to be a thing that we used to do. It, was, <laughs> it used to be a thing that uh, got really fucking <laughs> fucked up and interviewed a really do. high profile guest. It wasn't, was that was that what what happened? I don't know what happened. I I stopped sending emails. Is what happened really? I couldn't, no one could keep a schedule except for me and Bobby. And then I couldn't anymore after my new job. And uh, that's what happened to those interviews. So if you want to keep, if you want to interview people, Nick, I'll gladly. Nick, do you have your, I will, I'll, I'll do it. I'll Edmund McMillan it. said yes for Emilio interview like three fucking times. And I, all I got was excuses from Emilio. Fucking Bro, excuses. are you serious? <laughs> Is that what Are happened? you serious, Emilio? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be like your. He can make like a shitty Emilio item in the fucking game. You know, why would it be like be alcoholism too? And it's you. <laughs> how know. how do you not fucking do that? Like, I that. I it could be you, all. Nick. It could be you now. Yeah, uh, yeah you could be the Nick, guy. Do you have your own like Nick at dlgaming.net? Uh, no, I don't have my own email address. And then that's the guy sitting right above you. That's the guy. Well, two people above you. That's what. Yeah. But no, um, I I am all down for writing questions and writing uh, scripts for for interviews and stuff. I would love to interview high profile people. Um, I'll put on my nice Warhammer 40k shirt, and uh, you know, I'll I'll interview you whatever the fuck you want me to do. Dance, monkey, dance. Old man Dave asks. With Divinity Original 2 showing that multiplayer can work in turn-based tactical games and work well, why do you think that almost no one else is including it in their games? Uh, I always refer to what Chad told me. He's Chad's in the game development um, sphere, and he said that 50% of development goes into the multiplayer. 50%. So... Wow. You're you're making it so much. You're doubling your work when you decide to make that multiplayer um, leap, you know. And when you're going with an RPG that has, which is so story driven and has so much depth, hopefully, and um, story and and branching paths, 
that usually doesn't work with multiple people. I'll I'll say like right now, there are certain games that I probably rather play by myself. Um, like what? Like um, the one the the cyberpunk one that we've been playing, Nick. Oh, uh, ascent the ascent. Yeah, the ascent. The action parts. Yeah, totally fucking awesome. We're in the sewers. We're killing tons of mutants. Amazing. Go into the city. I want to take my time. I want to talk to all these colorful people that have great voices and look at all the, and I don't want to weigh anybody down, but with my time, it's almost like we should, it's almost like it should be scheduled. Hey, let's, let's dungeon delve for like 30 minutes and then we'll just call it a night and then everybody do their story stuff and then we'll schedule 30 or an hour or two hours some other night. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, so when we played Divinity, Divinity Original Sin and we played a bunch of other games, we had this... Uh, we essentially rolled to see who was the main character. And so we would say, all right, Trevor, you're the main character and we're your supporting characters. We'll make our own decisions, but you make all the story decisions. And mm-hmm. you make... And so it was cool because when it came to like the conversations and everything, we could chime in via discord or whatever but like he would make all the the actual story decisions and it and it's actually good to play multiple playthroughs like that um that's one way to kind of liven that up especially for like the ascent because when you're running around in that game there's so much shit going on like you got jp diddy fighting some fucking cyborg in the corner of the map and you're trying to like talk to somebody and trying to like cure cancer and like you're just fucking like and (laughs) diddy's like i'm down i'm down and then you're like it, it kills it kills the vibe. But when you when you choose a main character in the group, I think it gives it a little bit more fun for everybody. And the other thing too is like you're talking about the best, so you're like, why doesn't everybody in the NBA have a fadeaway uh, three pointer like like Jordan? Well, Jordan's yeah. <laughs> Jordan's Jordan because he is. You can't. So much work went into their multiplayer and the way that it, it worked. Now, other people should copy it, but, you know, it's crazy that you could have a story going on over here and a story going on over here in the same town on the same playthrough with two different characters. And they don't necessarily have to jive with each other. They could have two opposing views, but you're in the same party and eventually they're going to get together. But they, all of that shit, all those intricacies, all the fucking giant wall with fucking yarn going across with pictures to try to figure out how the fuck all these interwoven stories are going to work with each other when one guy tells somebody yes and the other guy tells somebody no and they're the same faction. Like what happens there? And they thought it all through. It is so much work, like infinite work. <laughs> I feel like they designed that game to actually be played multiplayer. Yeah. Like, it, like it is specifically yeah. multiplayer focused. And, and like, they were like, you know what? You could play it single player, but play this bitch multiplayer and you're going to have way more fun. Yeah. They, they're the pinnacle, man. You can't compare other games well, to it. I, I don't know if he's referring to the combat of divinity original sin two, And I don't know when he says multiplayer, if he means co-op or versus, because here's the thing. I had a great idea for a co-op. This is my million idea, million dollar idea, uh, a, a versus and possibly a co-op, uh, tactical turn-based shooter based on the bad batch, the new star Wars show that's on Disney plus, uh-huh. because Did I, I like talked, 
I thought it was all right, man. I, I have a tough time with cartoons at my age. Um, but when it came out, I thought this is a video game waiting to be made. You have these characters that have a very specific class and very specific abilities that work in tandem to do things like this is just, it's a co-op game waiting to be made. And I thought it would work extremely well, uh, in a tactical turn-based shooter. And then I started thinking, went off on a wild, wild, uh, path here, but I started thinking, why doesn't somebody make a multiplayer game like this where you can build up your team and play against other people? But then it occurred to me that it would take so long to yeah. wait for someone to take their turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know just from playing a uh, co-op in Divinity Original Sin 2, uh, with Emilio, like sometimes I'm just doing nothing while you're figuring out what you're going to do. And it's partly because you're, you built some weird mage battle character and I'm just like big sword, boom. Yeah. So my character is just like run over, hit turns done. And then I got to wait like 10 minutes for you to be like, okay, I'm going to cast this. I'm going to do six damage and then I'm going to move over here and hide behind <laughs> that. And then I'm going to ignite him. And then I'm just like, I run up with a sword and just kill him. Yeah. hundred percent. That's yeah. exactly how it goes down. It's pretty much how, how that ran went down or that run went down. Oh, that's the problem with D and D too. You just sit mm -hmm. there while the other yeah. five people It's not it's not good for gameplay. You just have this downtime. It's kinda like this problem that we were stuck in for the longest time with first person shooters where if you die it's just like, okay, you're on timeout for thirty seconds. Or longer. Minutes. Yeah, until Battle Royales came around and fixed that. Yeah. Uh, so what's your fix? I, I don't have one. Oh, yet. the million dollar idea is on the million? hold. <laughs> Where's the million dollars at, buddy? <laughs> I'll give you three, three fifty dollars. Yeah, Canadian. I don't know because there's been strategy games where you you plan out the action, then it all happens in real time or something like that. Um, you know, so I, I like Frozen Synapse, or I think Lemney's Gate was doing something weird like that. I, oh, I don't know. There's a the solution way, did, in there somewhere. Did you see me tag you? Lem oh, about Lemney's Gate. Yeah. yeah. So they explained what that actually meant on Twitter. They got back to us. Oh, no, no, no. Well, go ahead. You can say that. Uh, you already talked about that, though. Well, I can't remember, but they did explain what Lemney's Gate was, and it, it it's based off of something. There's a reason why it's called that, because yeah. we're really perplexed by the name. I feel like it was, um, I don't know, some mathematical thing. Anyway, yeah. um, no, it's free on Game Pass, day one. Mm. And then I tagged you, and I said that. And then I also said that um, and 10 uh, Atomicrops. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you're, yeah, that's going to be on the Game Pass, or is on Game Pass. Wait, when is Lemney's Gate coming out? I think this month. Okay. This month or next month. All right. They said Lemney's Gate is a play on Lemiscate, Lemniscate, which is the name for the infinity symbol. Since the game matches take place in a time loop, we thought it was a fitting title. Hmm. Uh, Makes sense. God. I thought Lemmy Skate <laughs> is when uh, skateboarders are like trying to. Never mind. Let me skate. So, uh, <laughs> let me skate. <laughs> Just let me skate, man. Oh my god, dude! So I know, when you make it halfway through a joke and you're yeah, just like, Never. because it was like it was gonna take me too long <laughs> to bring it all the way around. And look, now we're all laughing because I quit. Oh, so Bobby. Uh, Leslie just messaged me, and he, she's like, "You know, it fixes Bobby's issue about, uh, you know, turn time, like, uh, like, turn, like waiting for someone to do anything is just shorter turn timers. Shorter know? turn timers, yeah, you could do yeah, that. Yeah, just like literally, like in Division Original Sin, I think you have two and a half minutes to decide what you want to do. Yeah, but then you start like, edging towards a real time strategy, though, because the nice thing about a strategy game is you can be an old man like me and just sit and think about your moves, you know, ponder, look at the chessboard." Mm -hmm. And um, you don't have to worry about like all the the young kids with their their 
quick reactions and stuff. So I don't know. It's a fine line, man. Going back to Summoner's Gate, dude, real quick. Imagine if the your XCOM guys would just look up at you waiting, like, are you going <laughs> to send me to my death? Like, oh, man, it's creepy. What a, what a weird choice for them to make. Now, some game. games do that, though. If you let your character idle for a long time, they'll turn around and look at you or say something to you. Creepy. I'm trying to think of a game that does that. I know I've seen it. I know in... Um, Warcraft multiple times. Yeah. The Kojima's game, the, the newest one. Death Stranding? Death Stranding? Yeah, Death Stranding. If you look at his dick for too long, if you put the camera on his dick, he grabs the camera and punches it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Funny. And there's I, been a, there's been a bunch of the, he he always does that shit in his games like there's one where in Metal Gear Solid three if you look like if you look at Eva when she's getting undressed and she has like a bikini top on she like tells Snake she's like calm the fuck down essentially you know and like it, it punishes you for looking at her and there's a bunch of other shit in every Metal Gear Solid game for that like there's always like pin up girls and lockers in every fucking level and all this shit and he always he he's always pervy in all of his games. So, what are we playing next week? Oh, who's deciding game of the week this week? Oh, shit. It's been so long. Yeah, God, who knows? I I think we go clockwise, so I think it's you, Bobby. Okay, I'll think of something. And I'm not sure what I'm going to play. Like I said, I'm at the end of Stardew Valley, so it's not going to be that. But I'll I'll get into something. Okay. We'll see where the wind takes me. I know we got got big games coming up. uh, Back for Blood, um, Age of Empires 4 at the end of October, Uh, so... Big yeah. things coming up, but they're God. still a little too far away. Don't make me play that. No, I Don't wouldn't choose what? one of those. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to give Shieldwall a little, little bit more. I don't know. It was eight bucks. I'm not going to return it. I don't know. I'm on the fence, obviously. Um, I'm going to keep playing Psychonauts. Yeah, that goes. I am too. I'm going to wait until Bobby decides the game of the week's. Whether it, I feel like any game that's not a story game, like if it's multiplayer, it should be game of the week. But if it's like story based, like Psychonauts or something, it should be game of the week uh, weeks. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, yeah. yeah, Mila has been probably sitting right next to me, watching seventy five percent of my playthrough, and she's just enjoying the hell out of it. You know, and it's good having an extra set of eyes, you know, pointing out little things that I missed or whatever. So that's been nice. Oh, yeah, Psychonauts is the only thing I can say for sure. Oh, and magic. Magic, magic, magic. <laughs> cool. And more magic. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, be episode. on the lookout for uploads on YouTube and, I- and iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, speaking for Bobby, Nick, and myself, magic tits, sprinkles, sparkles. Bobby, going to a uh, Labor Day party after this. You want to come? And lift weights. Yeah. Weightlifting. Let's go get on the trampoline. Come on, dude. Uh, Maybe.